0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard The fallout from recent coronavirus breaches continues with two games off tonight Three matches do go ahead though as Rangers look to keep putting points on the board at home to St Johnston And Hibbs 100% start to the season continues with a 1-0 win at Dundee United I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Jim Duffy and Mark Weedy Well the St Man v Celtic game should be on just now, it should be three minutes uh, on the clock But due to the stupidity of volleyball and goalie and the actions of the Scottish Government There's no game uh, tonight So for Rangers It gives an opportunity against St Johnson at Ibrox this evening If they win the game They go five points clear of Celtic And they join Hibs at the top of the table On that 100% record on nine points So um, no Celtic tonight Lots going on off the park And uh, certainly Gordon Going by the way the First Minister conducted herself yesterday I don't think Scottish football should be calling a bluff because I think we are on the last warning, and in my opinion, rightly so. Yeah, I mean it's a, a very difficult um, situation if you're uh, a Celtic, uh, you know, player or anyone associated with Celtic, including the fans, because you've waited that long to get the season up and running. Uh, and obviously, I think as well, having a, a, a poor result at the weekend against Kilmarnock and, and not the best performance, you want to try and go on the pitch as quickly as possible to try and rectify that and just you know get that positivity back in. And that's been denied to them by the actions of one of their players. So yeah, I think uh, you know that's it's that that again stick in the throats of everyone connected at Celtic. But uh, you know it's also painful for St Mirren and, and other clubs as well because um, they have to play catch up further down the line as well, and they maybe don't have the same squad strength and depth that uh, you know further down the line that could impact them. So yeah, a bit unfair on everyone. But anyway, we have three games tonight, so let's look forward to the football that is on. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. That's the number you need to get in touch. Days like yesterday, you don't just get over it in one two hour phone in. Don't worry, I'm well aware of that. So plenty more time for reaction. Uh, to that decision to cancel those two games And of course the game between Celtic and Aberdeen at the weekend So give us your thoughts on that uh, And of course what about the football though? We've longed so much for it to come back It's been put under threat But we do have three games So let's let's talk about them And particularly uh, if you're going to be watching Rangers St Johnson This is the start of an opportunity To go 11 points clear by the time Celtic next take to the field So give us your thoughts on how that might impact things going forward uh, like we mentioned, two other games as well Motherwell, Livingston and Ross County, Kilmarnock All 7.45 kickoffs. So don't hang about Let us know what is on your mind 01419511025 Now at this time we always go to uh, one of the big games And find out what's happening Andrew McLean is at Ibrox for Rangers v St Johnson But not quite inside Ibrox yet, Andrew yeah, normally I would be inside the stadium already getting a feel for things ahead of kickoff. but one of the quirks of the times we live in means that some clubs are opening their doors to the media a bit later than normal, so I'm live from the car park at the moment, sat, uh, in the sun to be honest, so it's, it's definitely not the worst, but it is interesting looking along Edmiston Road where normally at this time you'd have the flag and the scarf sellers setting up, you'd have stewards and catering staff making their way into the ground, but you wouldn't even know there was a game happening tonight because of the circumstances, it's so quiet around Ibrox at the moment, and it's obviously been 
a very troubling week for Scottish football in many ways and as you touched on Gordon this is a it's actually presented Rangers with an opportunity here because by five o'clock on the 22nd of August they could find themselves 11 points ahead of Celtic they've got three games scheduled before Celtic's next leagues match and uh, if they manage to win those it will certainly give a big psychological boost with Neil Lennon's side having to make up the ground in the rearranged games whenever they are scheduled with such a, a tight fixture schedule we've got this season. That sequence of events, of course, starts tonight against St Johnston. Callum Davidson admitting his side could be rusty because their match against Aberdeen was called off at the weekend. They did get a hard-fought draw with 10 men on the opening day against Dundee United, though. And it'll be interesting to see who's fit for Rangers tonight because Steven Gerrard was actually quite coy yesterday in his media conference managers are always asked you know whether uh, there's any changes to their squad whether players are are in or out because of injury if there's any doubts but all he said was that there would be changes to the squad and we'll find out today so there could be some big news incoming or it could just be uh, him teasing us ahead of kickoff. so I'll bring you the full lineups as soon as they drop Andrew McLean outside Ibrox looking ahead to Rangers against St Johnson one of three big games in the Premiership this evening the number you need to get in touch 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Uh, there will be, there has been so much said about the coronavirus breaches and so much more to be said. The football impact, Mark Guidi, tonight is when, when we start to see it, as Andrew quite rightly outlines. Rangers could be 11 points clear of Celtic. If they beat St Johnston tonight, Livingston away, and then Kilmarnock at home. Celtic played Dundee United at half past five on Saturday, the 22nd of August. So by the time they walk onto the field, and yes, you accept all the usual arguments. Well, it's the same number of points at the end of the season, but we also always hear you're better having them on the board than, than having games in hand. And then you take into account the unique pressure of this season and everything it stands for. There's also, Gordon, I mean, unless Celtic don't make it into a group stage of the Champions League or Europa League, there isn't space in the calendar for them to play the three games that they've, that they've missed. Bear in mind, they've got a Scottish Cup semi-final, which has postponed a game as well. So the other thing to bear in mind, if the season happens to be called early again, this season, oh don't don't start and there's no let's cross that bridge board. if we come no, to but, it. I'm, but I'm saying it, and by the way <laughs> that leads to another wider point where our authorities need to put a proper plan in place and rubber stamp it. For me, it's poor that there's not already one in place. But you know the events of the past week or so should really be heightening it um, mm. at, at the head of the SPFL and and, and the SFA um, to to put something uh, in place. But uh, apart from that, eleven points yet, and for me, Gordon. Rangers, if they are going to become champions this season and stop 10 in a row, the points that you've outlined there, Rangers need to go and do that. If they don't do that, for me, it raises question marks about their mentality and their ability. But if they can do it and be 11 points ahead of Celtic, it sends out a message, you know what, we are 100% capable Mm. this season. And with the greatest respect, three games that are well won. I think tonight's game will be the toughest for them. I think St. Johnson are very, very tidy. Uh, indeed But this is an opportunity uh, For Rangers And they can't Not take it 0141 Derek is in Sandy Hills Derek As a Rangers fan What impact Do you think This situation Could have Going forward I think Good evening panel First of all Hi. I think it's a great opportunity For Rangers To put the pressure on Celtic Since 2011-12 season When Rangers went down the divisions Celtic's never had any been put under any pressure. And I know what you're saying, Gordon, about uh, you're still to play the games, but I remember last season when Rangers went to Parkhead and beat them, and uh, everybody thought Rangers would be going to maybe challenge Celtic with a game in hand if we go top of the league. Rangers never won that game in hand. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think they have a great opportunity now to put the pressure right on to Celtic. Derek, just on that point, um, you're saying the Rangers supporters, so I get where you're coming from, but I think to say Celtic have never had pressure, they had Celtic exactly the, the game that you're talking about. You know, when Rangers won at Celtic Park 2 uh, 1 at the end of December before the winter break, Celtic were under pressure and they felt it, and so much so that the manager changed his tactics to try and find a, a way of progressing. So there was pressure on them, and what happened was Celtic responded fantastically well to that pressure, went on a street to get back to the top of the league and become champions again. And Rangers faltered So that's my point a couple of minutes ago Rangers need to show that they have the mentality It's not, And I know what you're saying It is about putting pressure on Celtic Because they are the champions Or the benchmark of the team to beat Etc, etc However, Rangers need to show now That they have the mentality And the ability To go and win their next three games And put themselves in that strong position Albeit Celtic will have the game in hand But still Put themselves in that position Of being 11 points ahead of Celtic In what, 10 days time? How big an incentive is it for Rangers, Jim? Yeah, I mean, it's a huge incentive. I mean, I get where Derek's coming from. But obviously, the points differential, the, the last couple of, um, you know, December's or the end of December before the winter break, Rangers have put themselves in really good positions uh, and haven't taken advantage of it in, in the second half of the season. But this time round, they can create a, a gap, you know, and, you know, and a significant gap, even though very, very early in the season. But you just don't know how, how teams will react to the, the fact that there's no, no supporters and, you know, other teams, you know, maybe feel a little bit more relaxed and all these sort of things. I mean, I mean Celtic have had two games, one very good against Hamilton, one not so good away to command. Actually, you just don't know. So what you want to try and do is ask questions. And the only way you can do that is by doing your job first. So Rangers have to do their job. Again, listen to Andrew there. I do feel it's a bit of a disadvantage for St Johnson because they had the game against Aberdeen cancelled. And again, that's that impact of players misbehaving. St Johnson actually were punished because of that. And I think that's totally unfair. But they will go to Ibrox tonight, of course, looking forward to the game. But Rangers have been in Europe. They've had that, that game, the, you know, obviously the game of the weekend, the first game of the season. So they're definitely more up to speed and should win the game uh, being at home. Do you think it's one of those things, Derek, that Stephen Gerrard would... Would reference Would mention Or does it just go unsaid Do you think the players Will be well too aware Of, of the chance that they've got uh, I think the players Will be aware uh, Of the, the, an opportunity And I know what you were saying Mark But Rangers have never been 11 points in front of Celtic A point And 11 points Is a massive difference Yeah yeah, No it is But what, what I'm saying When you said that Celtic Have never been under pressure What I'm saying is I would pick you up On that point I think they were And I think if you asked anybody uh, inside Celtic Park post uh, December 29 June, they, they were feeling it they, they had they had a job in their hands to go over the line because they felt Rangers were going to go the distance and they were going to have to match it and better that and go to Ibrox and get a result in, in, in the march and, and, and different things so there was pressure there and what Rangers have to do now Derek is show that that you know because you think that after the last two winter breaks they haven't responded well so they've been given a wee opportunity here to go and show what they're about over the next three games and Jim will know better than me I would imagine Stephen Jeff- Gerrard would reference it in his team top Derek would you reference it Jim as a manager just to yeah, hammer got, home what's yeah, at stake I, th- I, think you, I think you have to I think you, you know you don't go overboard about it and then the players will obviously be aware of it but I think I think you, you know you, you, you put down the, you know the, obviously the, the sensible thing is listen this puts us in a strong position at this moment in time we know that it doesn't guarantee in, but let's just make sure that we do our job I mean, you were on about Celtic earlier on. The, the, the season pre that as well, Brendan Rodgers left. 
So there was pressure on Neil Lennon when he came in and a lot of Rangers fans were happy That's that Neil Lennon yeah. came in and they didn't think that that would be successful It proved to be very successful So Rangers have to do their job and that's what I think um, Stephen Gerrard will really focus on Let's make sure that we don't gift Celtic any opportunities this year We do our bit, they've got three games and let's be honest No disrespect to anyone else, they're three winnable, winnable games yeah. and, and therefore if they don't take nine points out of nine I think that'll be a disappointment well here's what Neil Lennon had to say then On that, that topic That prospect that he could find his side 11 points behind the next time they play It doesn't bother me You know I've got my head around it already We just have to get on with it um, And accept that these are the circumstances That we find ourselves in Whether people want to blame the club as a whole Or blame the individual That's where we find ourselves in We accept it And um, we'll prepare as best we can For the upcoming games We can only apologise to our supporters You're going to miss out on Seeing us play over the next week or so But um, we'll be more determined than ever when we come back Sean, as a Celtic fan on the line How do you see this playing out for your side? Hi panel How are you doing? Yeah, um, just uh, listen to Neil Lennon's comments here I, I think um, there's a wee bit of a sound bite To say we're not You know, we'll accept it, we'll move on We've got no choice to accept what's going on uh, Especially because all of our own doing kind of thing um, I, I was trying to go on the show yesterday obviously as expected the, the, the phone in was red hot <laughs> yeah. I couldn't get through um, but the point I was trying to make yesterday was listen I'm, I don't really accept what Lennon's saying there the reason the reason I don't accept it is because I mean Celtic Mark Reedy kind of touched on Celtic have proved they they can kick on after like negative results, which which is true. We'll take that on point. But you're coming off everything. Everything we are doing just now is unprecedented. We've had an unprecedented sort of pre-season. We're playing in front of empty stadiums, so I don't. I'm a, I'm a confident Celtic fan in terms of very confident getting the league, hoping that we can go and achieve what we're trying to achieve. But I mentioned on I was on the show on Sunday, and I mentioned. The bird in a history. I think I think we're just putting ourselves under unnecessary pressure. Um, well, we're not. Bowen Goalie has. Um, you know, what I mean, it's just uh, the start of the season, and, and what you said um, a couple of minutes ago about Rangers could be potentially eleven points ahead of Celtic before we play another game. Now we're capable of going on a run, but I just think with everything that's happened now. Um, you, you understand what I'm trying to say Yeah absolutely yeah. There's, no, there's, no, there's no momentum There's no I don't know if you can rely on the things that we know that we're good at Yeah It takes it takes a I mean it'll take a, a right couple of months At best Even if, if both teams keep winning Just to claw that back Just simply because as Mark said Because of the fixture congestion You're not going to squeeze all those games in In a short period of time And get those points back on the table again They're going to It's going to be a significant So you're always playing catch up So as you say Sean It's an unusual circumstances Because of you know playing in front of entity Normally Celtic I always think Celtic score a lot of late goals because that not only are they always trying to win the games, you know they're not settling for draws. Don't get me wrong, you have to try and win the game, but they also they've got the, the fans behind them, home and away, driving them forward, knowing that they can give them that wee bit extra adrenaline when it's required. You know, I, I felt that uh, you know the commander game might have been an example of that because yeah. of you know I know that listening in the past you know, the difficult times at commander, but you know I think if you. If you've really got that, um, you know, the, the, the Celtic support behind you, I definitely think it helps. So you're right, it is unprecedented. It will be, uh, you know, unfamiliar territory 
Uh, and unfortunately, because of the circumstances, it's of no fault of really, you know, the the manager and, and the mm. group of players. But ultimately, as as Celtic, where where you just want to isolate one player as uh, their own doing, if you know what I mean. It's not anyone else's yeah. fault that this is this has been put to him. It's up to Rangers to take advantage of it, and and that starts tonight. Is that why the heat is on? Ball and golly so much Mark Because there's a few different strands to this And by the way the most serious one Is the health and safety aspect of yeah. it Putting his yeah. teammates in danger Putting the Kilmarnock players in danger Putting club staff at danger All these people behind the scenes But then even even once you look beyond that It could genuinely have a, a serious impact on, on the football And the results and what happens on the pitch So he is going to be taking flack from all angles for this It is and you know The it's highlighted on the back of dropping two points against Kilmarnock, game number two of the season, and you know as, as poor a performance as Celtic have turned in for a long, long time. That's not taking anything away from Kilmarnock. Alex Dyer had them well drilled, well set up. Kabamba caused a lot of problems. You know Chris Burke on the right hand side doing doing well too. So you know credit to Kilmarnock, but I think the ball and golly situation, as you say, just concentrating on the football aspect of it, uh, it's been heightened because Celtic dropped. Mm. Two points And Rangers have won their two games So they're, they're, they're clear uh, From from Celtic And they now have three more games Before Celtic uh, Play again So This is a situation that Maybe four or five months from now We could look back on uh, Gordon Or at the end of the season When the title decided One way or another And actually say Potentially Rangers Never looked back From having those extra three games and Celtic never recovered from the ball and goal incident. Potentially. At the end of the day, it's, it's 35 yep. games for now. We don't know. But because of the the, 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 the pressure that's on um, Celtic going for 10 for the first ever time, Rangers try to stop them. No fans. And I think we thought we might have fans inside the stadiums next month. I think after what's happened the past week or so. I don't know what, what, yeah, what Jason, Jason Lee said he, last he, night. What's he your said on that? it hasn't derailed it, but it hasn't helped, was, yeah. was the phrase that he used. Let me just put one more to Sean before we get the travel, Sean. What about the future then for Ball and Golly? Um, because th- th- there's clearly not a lot of sympathy for him. But you'll have also seen those... Uh, those comments, Sean, along the lines of, well, would Celtic fans be so quick to call for a sacking if it was Odson Edouard or it was Callum McGregor? Listen, maybe that doesn't matter because it's not. But what do you what do you think about his future? Well, I sort of, my, my point, I sort of digress. The, the, the future for bowling goalie is, as far as Celtic is, is concerned, is non-existent. Um, I, I was absolutely livid yesterday as a fan. So if you're a player in the dressing room, you know, you get back to my point. Sorry, you know what. We're missing a couple of games, but also we're coming mm-hmm. off back a negative result. So, so as I don't know if it was Jim or Mark had mentioned at the start, you want to get back on the pitch. You want to try and put the positivity there. You just so but there's a negativity in the dressing room and there's a negativity on the park, and we need to address it. We're capable of doing it, but just this this next couple of days, we're watching all teams play, pick up points. Um, but with regards to bowling goalie, um, his Celtic career's finished. I hope. Alright that's Sean and Kilmarnock Thank you very much Sean for getting in touch We're going to get some travel with Stephen And if you want to hear the thoughts before the game of Stephen Gerrard Well you can hear them next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Greedy and Jim Duffy here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Three big games tonight And of course the fallout from yesterday What a day it was We woke up to the prospect that Scottish football would be 
Cancelled for the foreseeable future We've got off with a yellow card In the eyes of the government So a couple of games off But three do go ahead tonight 01419511025 Rangers are one of the teams in action tonight At home to St Johnston uh, Let's hear from Stephen Gerrard We do want to give players like Joe That licence to go and roam And be free And express themselves Because that's how we feel We'll get the most out of them Individuals You know, the talented players yeah, We don't want them to be hemmed into one position, if you like. So that's not just for Joe, it's for all the attacking players. As long as you respect the position, respect the shape of the team and the organisation out of possession, when we're in possession, we want to make it as difficult as we can for opposition teams. You know, we are going to get a lot of teams that come and sit in a block and who are organised and try and, you know, derail us, if you like. So the more fluidity and people changing positions and causing as many problems... Um, for opposition teams the, the better it is in my opinion Fluidity Jim Is that really the key To Rangers Positive start to the season I know it's only a couple of games Before mm-hmm. anyone um, Accuses me of getting carried away But but the way that St Mirren for instance Were just you know, Unable to get to grips And unable to, mm-hmm. to Get the ball back Is that where it stems from? Yeah, I mean, you work hard on the training ground at getting, you know, your players interchanging, as you said, the particular front players, but you still need a structure. And obviously, you know, Rangers will have the, in particular, you know, the two centre-backs and the, and the centre-midfield player very strong and organised and making sure they don't give Eden away because, you know, there will, be, there will be days where it doesn't quite click for you and you have to make sure that you're solid at the back and so far Rangers have, have shown that they are. Um, but for me, I still think there has to be a little bit more flexibility over the course of the season in terms of shape. Said he generally plays four three three. I think he's alluded to it himself once or twice that perhaps we 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 roof and Itzen coming in, the Itzen coming in, that they, they, they might be able to change it a little bit here and there. And obviously we we you know the the players are brought in at the back as well. They might change it occasionally to three at the back. And I think those are the type of things when it's a tight game or a different game or or those teams as Stephen Gerrard says have got those low blocks. And sitting in, they'll say, right, okay, now we have to flip the flip the system a little bit. Um, so he, he definitely has more options now um, to do that. Um, but at the moment, he doesn't have to do it because his team are winning, scoring goals and conceding none. There are times in the last couple of seasons, Mark, where you would look at Rangers against St. Johnson at Ibrox and think, well, actually, St. Johnson might cause them a couple of problems. You know, Rangers yeah. have gone through those little spells in the last That's couple right. of seasons. Yeah. It. And that's not to say it won't happen It just doesn't feel at the moment As if Rangers are in that place It seems like you know they're confident And they've even been boosted By new arrivals and stuff yeah. like that It feels like they've got a bit of, a little bit of momentum Early on Yeah well I mean They've, they've played uh, two league games Behind closed doors 1-0 and a 3-0 you know, So four goals scored None conceded uh, I get what you're saying about the the, the setup with St John's when, when, when Tommy Wright's team was there I always remember the, the pace one night was it, was it Michael O'Halloran that tore Rangers apart maybe Mark Warburton's team um, in the League Cup was that one of the ones famously when, when Hugh said before it that uh, probably. St John's mm-hmm. had absolutely no chance yeah, um, but uh, one thing I would say they've only played one competitive game St John's but Callum Davidson is an excellent young manager he's got them well organised what to do I think the signing of Craig Conway Really good for them, you know, in wide areas and, and that experience, and they can come in one um, as well. Uh, you've got Callum Hendry um, up top too, and I think will, will kick on um, from last season when they scored important goals. Young Ali McCann in the middle of the park attracting um, a lot of attention. Jason so, Kerr as well. Jason Kerr, I think he's now captain, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's, he's still very young. 21 or 22 yeah, he's or something like that. Again, he's come on leaps and bounds. Part of the youth uh, system mm. as well. So like, you probably would expect Rangers to win the game. But uh, I don't think it's going to be an easy one because, like I say, I, th- I think Callan Davidson uh, has really got St Johnson heading in the right direction. He's just not had the chance 
to actually show it yet, but for, for obvious reasons. Uh, let's speak to Frank, who is on the line from Kilmarnock. Hi, Frank. Hi, Gordon. How you doing? Not uh, too bad. Evening, Jim. Hi, Frank. Evening, Mark. Hi, Frank. Um, gents, I tried on last night, as uh, another caller said, and um, I am probably more livid today than what I was yesterday with the actions of Bowling Goal. I mean, you guys will know I'm a Celtic fan. First and foremost, I think, as you've rightly said, the public health aspect of his actions um, can't be understated. Um, how irresponsible it was to do that. These, yes, he's on the fringe of Celtic's first team, but a lot of youngsters look at these role models and the behaviour of him just contradicts everything that's coming from the advice of the government and everybody that knows what should be done. So first and foremost, his actions are actually appalling and he puts so many players and backroom staff from both sets of clubs at risk and God forbid, thankfully he's come back negative, but he could have caused an absolute public outbreak, um, health outbreak. So the actions there are deplorable from first and foremost from that. But secondly, now the reason why I'm getting more angry is I should be sitting right now watching Celtic hopefully come back and getting three points in the back of a poor performance and, and well played the commandment for getting a draw. But that kind of football aspect now that we deal with because it's a football show, you're rightly pointing out, Rangers could be, and I expect them to be 11 points clear of Celtic by the next time Celtic kick a ball. That will then create this fixture backlog, and what that does is handicap Celtic because you're looking at where they fit these fixtures in. We've seen it before in the past where teams play catch-up and they're having to fit in games. It can cause you to get a bit of extra fatigue and drop points. So he's actually done that to the football club. And secondly, the other thing he's done is we've got a Champions League qualifier that thankfully is going ahead on Tuesday night. But up until about 3 o'clock yesterday, that game could have been at risk again because of the actions of this one player. So I know a few people were saying last night, what should happen, what should happen, and wait for the SFA. I actually would love to see my club come out and make a real strong statement. This, to me, is absolute cast-iron gross misconduct of your contract. And um, people might say I'm mad for saying it, but I actually think we should make a statement and make an example in the strongest possible terms, and say your contract is terminated for gross misconduct. And I, um, I just wanted to put that to the panel. You can probably hear the emotion in my voice yeah. there. Yeah, Jim, I think I made this point last night. We're obviously not you know, employment lawyers. Mm-hmm. Don't know specifically what the contract says. Can we, without making assumptions, can we safely assume that the contract will, will be getting looked at? Is, is, that, is that what you'd expect yeah. to be happening? Yeah, I mean, there's been players sacked in the past uh, for gross misconduct. And if the... If the club um, believe that that's the case, then the, the, you know the, 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 I'm sure um, they'll be advised that that is an option for them. Um, no other thing, Frank, is that the player costs three, just over three million pounds. So therefore, if Celtic do want to try and recoup some of that, then they can't. They can't then just sack him for gross misconduct. So they would then have to try and sell him for whatever you know. Um, or move him out, you know, uh, out of the club. But I think either way, I don't, I don't think there's any future for him at Celtic. I don't think there's any future from the manager in particular. Um, the manager's made a statement saying that he, you know, he didn't see how he could get back to the dressing room uh, and mingle. I'm not quite sure about that because players, I've seen a lot of players over the years when 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 other players have had misdemeanors and very strong misdemeanors, been welcomed back. So I'm not quite sure how that would affect it. But from a club's point of view, then mm. they have to make a decision. Do they try and move him out 
and try and recoup some of the you know yeah. as, a, as a hefty sum of money, yeah. or whether do they write it off? And again, that, these are all presumptions that it is legal to do so. Interested to hear you sort of go against what we've heard. The majority opinion think you know he could never walk back into the dressing room, and mm. I take your point. Loads of players have mm. had misdemeanors, but is this is this a bit of a one off in the sense that? You can't recall too many misdemeanours that have had such an impact on everybody else and on the club and on the staff and on the players and on the the season. Is is that does that perhaps make it a bit no, more for, difficult for me, to forgive? For me, Gordon, uh, I mean, I've, I've I've seen several players breaching the 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 the, the coronavirus or COVID nineteen um, you know advice from not just this government but from the mm. UK government down south as well. Several Premiership players, several other players have broken curfews. Had mm. you know various events, parties, days out, you know, in bars, etc., etc. But you know they're not then mm. you know treated yeah, but, like lepers. You know the, the but in a football sense they, they got clubs, away with it though, didn't they? In yeah, a football sense, well they, they did, but nevertheless they still they, that might not have been the case. They could have been harshly punished. Their, their teams could have been dealt with um, and, and much more strongly. But when they've came back into the dressing room, they've been apologetic. Of course mm. they have. They've made public apologies. They've put apologies on social media. All these sort of things. But ultimately they've they've been. I wouldn't. You can't. I don't know these clubs, so you don't know if they've been welcome. Open names, but it, but it's been accepted that they're back into the club again. So I'm just saying that that could be the case for Bongoy. Me personally, as I said, I think it's best for everyone's interest, particularly for the player, yeah. to move away from yeah. Glasgow and move away, you know, back into the, the, the Europe again. But as I said, that is a hefty investment Celtic have made, so they may want to recoup something up. Good man, Frank. Thanks for getting in touch. Before we speak to William in East Kilbride, let's quickly get the team news from Ibrox. Andrew McLean has it for us. Yeah, well, Stephen Gerrard was clearly very happy with what he saw on Sunday because there is no changes to the starting lineup from the team that beat St Mirren 3-0. However, the big news is on the bench, and that's because Kemar Roof comes in to the squad for the first time, so he could make his debut tonight. So the starting lineup in what I think we can now call a 4-2-3-1 for Rangers with the way they're playing at the moment. John McLaughlin starts in goal. Back four, James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, Leon Balogun and Bona Barisic. Then it's Ryan Jack and Glenn Kamara in behind Yanis Hadji, Joe Aribo and Ryan Kent. The lone striker is Alfredo Morelos. The substitutes, Firth, Bassey, Helander, Patterson, Arfield, Davis, Barker, Itten and Roof. No St Johnson team yet, but I'll bring you that team later on. At Williams, a Rangers fan, you were already hanging on the line, William. So I'll just put you on the spot. They say if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Are you happy with the unchanged team tonight? I, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm not worried at all. Um, I'm actually very happy with our team, our squad. Um, possibly um, on the sneaky, maybe keep Morelos. I don't know if it's financially viable, but um, if we could, that would be absolutely amazing. Would you expect to see Kamar Roof tonight, maybe, for the first time, William? Cedric Eaton, maybe even a bit more of him after the weekend? I think we'll see all three of them. Yes, that, that's the thing, Jim. At the moment, that you know, Morelos is a Rangers well, maybe, player. Maybe not at the one time, but <laughs> yeah, I would depend. I would depend, William, on I think and how the how the game goes. Of course, in an ideal scenario, Rangers have got a couple of goals with you know half an hour to go, and that allows Stephen Gerrard to give these guys an opportunity. As I say, this always. So I know we, we mentioned it time and time again. But generally speaking, th- these are the type of guys you want to introduce to the game. Sometimes if the game's been a bit of low, because it lifts the mm-hmm. crowd, it lifts the supporters, you get the new signings on, there's a real surge of anticipation in the stands. So that won't happen. So I think Rangers have to make sure that they're comfortable enough that they can introduce any new players. Uh, and, you know, 
again, you, you would think that they should be good enough to win, but as Mark said there, St Johnson are no mugs. They've been a very consistent yeah. side in the Premier League for the last several years and, and, and they'll make it difficult for Rangers tonight. William, I put you on the spot with that one. Sorry, what was your main point? No, sorry, I'm just thinking, uh, Jared will do his... Uh, um, if you're comfortable at 2-0, be at uh, half-time, no substitutions, um, possibly into 50, 60, 70 minutes, um, then maybe introduce somebody else. Um, he's not one to take a risk. Um, but I don't think he risks it. I think it's more tactical. I think that's why he makes his... He works all week to make these plans. I think that's why... Uh, I'm just trying to obviously say maybe change it up, change it up, change it up. But if you've worked all week on something, then possibly even throw a spanner in your box for yourself. Yeah, very possibly. William, I'm conscious that I'm a bit short on time for the travel, and I do want to let no, you no, make really, it well, to, to well, make your main, my main point. point. Was just um, for um, for for Jim. It was um, just like as a manager, if you've seen on if you played on the Saturday and um, on the Sunday. You've seen in the paper Eight Aberdeen players You're telling me That nobody's seen that And You wouldn't Bring your players in Or Maybe Have a word with them And say like By the way look These boys have been caught out Doing something They shouldn't have been done So you're telling me That Celtic are saying That they didn't know Well it was before William If you remember Bollingoli was away Before The the Aberdeen players If you like Jim And reading a bit more Detail from Neil Lennon today He says The players were given A couple of days off After the Hamilton game They were told Do not leave Glasgow Do not leave Glasgow Having So That's the time frame It's it's one player Has made a decision Which is one Against the club But also against Any government guidance You know And and therefore He's took that upon himself So You know Unless you chaperone Every single player Celtic have 60 players and, and you know In the club Not not just first team players Reserves Youths And then all the staff You can't chaperone them 24 hours a day You've got to trust your players You give them that You know Advice at the, the You know Or instruction That the manager And the government Have given them And then you trust them To adhere to that instruction But they, I mean Bollingobby didn't By the time he's away And then comes back in again You're focused on the match The next match Which is Kilmarnock Focused on On the team you've got mm. And unless you're made aware of it no, I, I think it's, it's perfectly acceptable for one But it's different, I think, maybe six or eight players In the Aberdeen situation That's maybe slightly slightly different They're in Aberdeen You know, there are other people seeing them There's, there's photos on social media So that these are that's different But the ball and golly one's one isolated player So therefore, yeah I mean, any one player uh, William could, could do something that You know, you're not aware of as a manager Is that why, Mark, this was described yesterday As a yellow card And it's about what happens from now on if, if there's another misdemeanor That's when the red card comes Because whilst No one in the right mind I don't think Would would fully defend The Aberdeen 8 players Or Ball and Golly Because of the, the time frame and, and the way it played out Scottish football as a whole Actually hasn't had the chance To to heed the warning If that makes sense yeah. Because I think The club captains and managers Were actually on the phone To Jason Leach Getting their final warning when it became clear that yeah. Ball and Golly had previously done something So Jason Leach on the show last night Talking about This is the line in the sand And it's about what happens from now on Yeah and that's why It is so important For our football and authorities To actually put a plan in place mm-hmm. And actually Get the leadership right And put something out there Now Our authorities were able to Put a vote in place That called a season in two days So for me They should be coming up with a plan To put something in place If anybody steps out of line 
Because as I said at the top of the show I don't think it's worth calling Nicola Sturgeon's bluff Not worth it Because I think we all know what the answer is going to be And if Scottish football can't put plans in place that are strict And for me it's about points deduction now I know I heard the boys last night saying no But for me, if there's a ball and bolly golly incident Or an Aberdeen 8 incident mm. For me that's points deduction from here on in Cause so, I've had so from, from here on Would you do yes. it retrospectively? No, 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 no I wouldn't But from here on in Something like that now if you Why, why not meal, retrospectively then? Because I think you're I think entitled to A mistake to a learning process And I think that's what's happened And if the game's cancelled Games have won Albeit St Mindler have su- will suffer um, St, St Johnson suffer Hamilton, so yeah. I get all that But from here on in Because what we don't want is do you, do you want the Scottish Government calling it? If there's not something strong enough From our own football Authorities Our football authorities Need to take control now And put plans in place And do it very quickly Like I said They called the season in two days A few months ago so you can put plans in place, and they need to be they need to be strict. But if it's something like you're out for a meal with your wife and you catch it, or you're visiting a relative and you catch it, I get that you've got to allow for for, for circumstance. However, if it's going to a club blatantly or flying away to another country that's on the banned list, then the game's up. William, hopefully you enjoy the game tonight. That was William and Eastco Bride. We're going to get some travel with Stephen, so it's the perfect time to get your call in, and we could be speaking to you next. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Just under an hour away from kick-off In the three big matches in the Scottish Premiership this evening Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi are here We're building up to Rangers St Johnston Motherwell Livingston And Ross County Kilmarnock Now lots of questions surrounding that Ross County Kilmarnock game Because of course Volleyball and golly Having been to Spain Having failed to quarantine Then came on against Kilmarnock And was close to the Kilmarnock players Took a bit of a risk Risk to their health Amongst the health of others Um, So for anyone who's still wondering Why that game's allowed to go ahead And Celtic's game for instance tonight is not Here's what Scotland's National Clinical Director Jason Leach had to say on that topic last night on the show. So that's a judgment call. That's that's not black and white. We have judged that the risk to Komarnak with Komarnak is low enough to allow them to keep playing. But you could make a very purest public health assessment of that, that the player who breached the rules was a higher risk player. He didn't play for long, but he did play. And he could have potentially passed the virus to his to his own team when they were training and his own team when they were playing and to the opposition. We made a judgment that the risk to Kilmarnock was so low and they've all been tested again and all of those things together. But it's but it's not binary. It's not a yes, no question. It's, a, it's an excellent question to ask and we considered it today. And we decided to let their game go ahead You can listen to that full interview on last night's podcast Jason Leach joined us for about 20 minutes, half an hour even And explained, or certainly did his best to explain a lot of the details surrounding these decisions Because of course, um, the footballing authorities have been persuaded I think that word probably (laughs) covers it uh, By the government uh, to, to call games off And that's what's happened Let's speak to Brian, who is a Celtic fan on the line A lot of criticism for Ball and Golly and the Aberdeen players Brian, how do you see it? Right. I mean, what I want to do is I want to firmly state where I am on this whole thing. Idiotic thing to do. He was doubly bad for doing what he done. What I'm really, really upset and the whole rhetoric about every single now, and it's not just about Celtic players. I'm, I'm also including the 
full Rangers team that didn't lodge any of their um, results and yet played a game against and United. I'm talking about the eight Aberdeen players who have been found out and caught doing whatever um, got out and whatever it is, the, the bubbles that have been bursting. Paul and Golly, what he done was idiotic and it was doubly idiotic because he didn't tell anybody, he went and done what he done and then he sneaked back in as though he was never going to be, you know. But what I want to put over the whole top is the whole rhetoric of everybody going crazy, they've all got stones in their hands ready to take the, the skin off these players. They are human beings who made massive mistakes in a time when it is not normal. There's nothing normal about what's happening right now. The football, there is no... Um, there's the, the government directives are coming left, right and centre. And as a Scotsman, listening to a Scottish woman talking about the all these rules and everything, I'm confused. So when it comes to the foreigners, guys who've got, you know, like, uh, all they've got to do is play football and that, that like, good players. Ball and goal, I didn't, I didn't ever think he was a good player anyway. But... What I'm on to do is to, is we should be looking at this with less sharpening the stones and more compassion for mistakes made in an extraordinarily crazy time. And this show has went through, you know, so many agamotly emotions that, you know, it's like, what is people turning into? They they're, they're want people to lose their jobs because they made a mistake. Every single person, I don't think there's one person in Scotland that I know that has not been able to follow the rules and adhere to them perfectly. Not one person. Now, as I said, and I'll say right at the very beginning, what Boren had done was deceitful. It was disrespectful. It had a high disregard for not only his teammates, but for us supporters as well, because we are having to sit out this very extraordinary time in our life. 2020 will never happen again, I pray to God. But we should not move to a point where we're sitting, sharpening stones and thinking, you know, take the foil off the skin off the guys. You know, they made mistakes, Aberdeen. Brian, I actually I agree with the sentiment up to a point. Lots of people being for blood, and I, I don't think that's always particularly healthy. But I just wonder if there's a bit of a contradiction in there because. You describe it as deceitful And then you almost brush it off as being a mistake If something's deceitful then it's very deliberate And looking at Neil Lennon's comments in the paper this morning he t- And again, you, you bring up the fact that, that, that he's, a, he's a foreign player English, not his first language The players were all told, don't leave Glasgow I, I'm, I'm going to wager that, that Bolingoli understands that There's also a line from Neil Lennon explaining that he has previously been advised About what he can and cannot do with regards to travel So is it deceitful Or is it just a mistake Because those two Seem to contradict Each other a bit I, I, I meant You know The mistakes made By the Aberdeen players The mistakes made By Rangers as a club um, You know This whole COVID You know Like as soon as you Step out of your line You know the, the whole Everybody seems to be Just ready to attack And I don't just mean The Celtic The Celtic um, uh, Ball and goalie player As a Celtic fan He let down everyone he let down everyone by doing it. He was deceitful by not telling, and and he could have went said, look, you know, I went I went to Spain for a day. Now whether he went to Spain, people are speculating, speculating, and this that whatever reason. No, 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 I, I absolutely. Let me clear that up in my mind. It was doubly deceitful. Well, Brian, I, think I, I get you. I get your point, um, Brian. And actually, I'm going to uh, uh, say that I believe that Bolingoli knew what he was doing. Uh, I believe he knew that he he shouldn't be going to Spain 
So I think he knew exactly and, and the potential uh, repercussions. Uh, where did I where I, I would agree with you uh, is it count me out of the Sackham camp. He's got to lose his job. You know, I, I didn't see it on Saturday afternoon when we were discussing uh, the Aberdeen eight. Uh, I think that there's mistakes have been made knowingly. Um, but we are talking about people's livelihoods, and I think we live in a society where people want to you say one word at a place, and people want you sacked. And these guys have made mistakes, and uh, I think that they should be allowed to make this mistake. And if they want to, and if the club feels right, move on. If they want to go and sell him, I agree with Jim as well. I probably think it's best for all concerned that they try and move him on. But just to say, yeah, sack him. That doesn't sit right with me. There's too much of that in society for me. God, we are talking about whether they, you know, he's a rich man and he earns 15 grand a week. doesn't matter. You're talking about somebody's livelihood and I don't think it's right that you just sack him. Even though I do accept, I agree with, with Neil Lennon's words and Celtic's statement about him, he was buying out order. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Certainly a lot to debate with Brian's point. Thank you very much for making it, Brian and Sterling. It's now beat the pundit time, though. We'll take a breather. A breather. breather. Easy for me to say. Well, some people might want a breather as well. Uh, but it's a breather we're going to take. We're going to get the news. And then it's beat the pundit. It's your chance to win a signed ball, but only if you get more questions right than Jim Duffy or Mark Guidi. 0141 951 1025. Be quick, though, because the lines close at 7. Tackle the headlines. 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Jim Duffy and Mark Weedy here with me Gordon Duncan and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard a busy first ever as you would imagine because the fallout continues to the Bolly Ball and Golly situation the Aberdeen players as well the government stepping in yesterday cancelling a couple of tonight's games we do have three big games tonight though we've given you the team for Rangers against St Johnston and we'll do the same from Fir Park as soon as we finish this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Right, beat the pundit time Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi are both ready One of them is taking on Johnny and Carntine How's it going tonight, Johnny? No bad team, how are you? Oh, sounds like a bit of hilarity in the background, Johnny Is there? I, I can't hear any hilarity unless that's you laughing at me, right? No, you just sounded cheery, that's alright I don't mind that, I'd rather that than <laughs> I'm happy to be here With your face tripping I'm, you I'm in the car park at the slot Oh, right, are you buying something <laughs> nice? No, I was maybe beginning for dinner But then now I'm going to beat the pundits so I'm going to have to wait <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, a good, it's a good story to tell over dinner Depending on how it goes distance, Johnny. Uh, Right I'll toss the coin Johnny I don't want to keep you away from your starter So if it's heads it's Martin Guidi you're up against And if it's tails it's Jim Duffy And it's tails Jim Duffy Against Johnny on his way to Nando's or Wagamama's or whatever else is at the fort Other restaurants are available Let me give Jim some Clyde 2 to listen to Just so that he doesn't know what you're saying Johnny 30 seconds on the clock You can pass That's all you need to know You ready? Anyway. Good man 30 seconds going on the clock right now And your time starts now In what year did Celtic sign Scott Brown? Uh, 2009 From which club did Rangers sign Jermaine Defoe? Uh, Bournemouth Which country hosted the 94 World Cup? France Who did Motherwell face tonight? Uh, How many goals has Kieran Tierney scored for Scotland? None who was appointed Juventus manager this week? Uh, Pirlo. Who finished bottom of the Scottish Championship last season? Uh, Rafe. Okay, let's bring Jim Duffy back. Jim, can you hear us? Yep. Same set of questions to you. 30 seconds on the clock. 
Your time starts now In what year did Celtic sign Scott Brown? Oh, uh, 2008 Which club did Rangers sign Jermaine Defoe from? Spurs Which country hosted the 94 World Cup? USA Who did Motherwell face tonight? Uh, don't know, pass How many goals has Kieran Tierney scored for Scotland? None Who was appointed Juventus manager this week? Uh, Pirlo Who finished bottom of the Scottish Championship last season? Thistle Which MLS side did Darren O'Dea play for? I don't know Orlando Okay Johnny what do you think? You feeling good? Oh, I think I had a howler Think so? I don't know, I think it was pretty close Let's find out In what year did Celtic sign Scott Brown, Mark Weedy? 2007 2007 So you were both there or thereabouts But you got it wrong Which club did Rangers sign Jermaine Defoe from? It was Bournemouth Uh, Johnny got it, Jim didn't So Johnny goes one in front But Jim Duffy equalises straight away The USA hosted um, 94 World Cup Johnny, you were just four years out with France Uh, Who did Motherwell face tonight? It's Livingston so it's still one all. How many goals has Kieran Tierney scored for Scotland? It's zero. You both got it. Who was appointed UV manager this week? Andrea Pirlo. You both got it. Who finished bottom of the championship last season? It was Partick Thistle, Johnny. So that was the decider. Jim moves ahead, and it didn't really matter. Uh, the last one, Toronto FC, is where Darren Adi played. So Johnny, he got four. You get three. But he's stuck in here with me and Mark for the next hour And you're going for a nice bit of grub So enjoy your night You know something I've got a pal who's a Thistle fan day. He's going to be ready <laughs> <laughs> Good man Johnny Enjoy your meal Enjoy hey, Johnny. Johnny. That was Johnny from Carntine At the fort Just listen, playing beat the pundit before he goes for his dinner That's yeah. fine As a you nice, do A nice summer's evening As you good. do And getting the Fifty percent off, great deals. Oh, absolutely! Great deal down a wee bit of that. I've, I've, I've been, I've been making, we were out last yep. week. We were out last night mm-hmm. as well, taking advantage. Great, great deal. And by the way, just in a general thing, great to see restaurants and places busy. Couldn't get a table in Glasgow for loving the money this afternoon. Everything's chock a block as well, so it's really good. That it shows how miserable everybody is. Only good when they half price deal. <laughs> yeah, en- enjoy it. Enjoy mm. things slowly, getting back mm. to normal. But be safe. Don't forget mm. that at Clyde SSB and Twitter. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five on the phones. Three big games tonight. We already brought you the Rangers team ahead of that visit of St Johnston. Very poor start to the season for Motherwell Two games in though um, They welcome Livingston As you just heard And beat the pundit to Fir Park tonight uh, Let's get a flavour of what's going on there From Alison Conroy Good evening from a sunny Fir Park Where I'm delighted that the stadium announcer Is still belting out the tunes Even though there's no fans in the stadium It's absolutely brilliant Both these teams of course Back to back defeats at the start of the season Both desperate to get off the mark tonight. Liam Donnelly, of course, is out for two months for Motherwell with a knee injury. Jason Holt signed for Livingston this week. He has to settle for a place on the bench tonight. So it's two, one change for Motherwell. Out goes Jake Hasty. In comes Chris Long for Livingston. Two changes. Out go Devlin and Ambrose. And in come Taylor Sinclair and Forrest. So for Motherwell, it will be Trevor Carson in goal. A back four of Liam Grimshaw, Bevis Mugabe, Declan Gallagher and Ricky Lamy. Then the three of David Turnbull, Alan Campbell and Mark O'Hara with Sherwin Seedorf and Jordan White supporting Chris Long up top. On the bench for Motherwell, Fox, Hasty, Hilton, Maguire, Polworth, Robinson, Cornelius, Johnson and Watt. For 
Livingston, Robbie McCrory's in goal, a back four of Aaron Taylor, Sinclair, Jack Fitzwater, John Guthrie and Kieran Brown. Then the two of Craig Sibbald and Marvin Bartley. Your midfield three of Alan Forrest, Scott Pittman and Scott Robinson with Lyndon Dykes up top. On the bench for Livy tonight, Hamilton, Devlin, Poplatnik, Holt, Suda, McMillan, Tiffany, Ambrose and Stirrick. And your referee at Fir Park is Colin Stephen. Now you mentioned it's a sunny Fir Park, Alison Conroy and I must admit I'm a bit jealous of you uh, sitting in the sun getting to watch a game tonight very privileged uh, to be getting into game yourself and Andrew uh, it wasn't so sunny last night though and um, no. Fir Park had one or two difficulties during the night yeah an absolute disaster they had during the night mm. um, I know the stadium manager he got a phone call at 3.27am I'm reliably informed thought the alarm had just gone off went down had a look about went into the Cooper suite water pouring through the ceiling so that was bad enough. He then went down the stairs into the tunnel. It was under about five inches of water straight through the tunnel and into the changing room. So the team worked from about half three this morning right through to clear all that. And the tunnel area and the changing rooms are absolutely fine for the game tonight. And I have to say, given the rain overnight, the pitch, as it always has been recently, mm. is looking absolutely brilliant. Ah, summer football, eh? Here's what Chief Executive Alan Burrows had to say on the clean-up operation this morning. In terms of the actual damage, most of it, to be fair, is superficial rather than structural. So things like, for example, we had our tunnel area where our home players for tonight's game would normally uh, get changed, was completely flooded. It was under about two inches of water. Uh, both the, the traditional home and away dress rooms were the same. A uh, number of our suites in our Phila Donald stand were, were flooded as well. Um, we had quite significant damage in the Davy Cooper stand as well, where the, when it, uh, an area of the roof had fell in. Um, we've had just general flooding, um, carpets pretty much ruined. Um, one area of the, the stand to, behind the traditional way stand had quite significant um, kind of movement of kind of mud and, and aggregate. Um, from, it's on quite a, a large slope, so we've had to hire a road sweeper in to help us clean us up ahead of the Livingston team coming to the game tonight. Um, and, and just general things like that, we've had to hire in a few companies this morning to help us out. We've got dehumidifiers um, and, and numerous uh, areas of the ground to try and help dry us out a little bit. So it's been a monumental effort from my staff at the club. Um, and obviously I'm extremely thankful for them for taking on the challenge, uh, which is difficult at the best of times, but trying to do it whilst also preparing for a match. Uh, has proven extremely um, challenging but thankfully they've done it uh, very very well August August in Scotland uh, Jim Duffy but it <laughs> is game on and all of a sudden on the third game I don't mean to be too dramatic but a big game for these two if mm. we, if I'd said to you three weeks ago when you all made your predictions mm. Motherwell and Livy will meet on match day three mm. and both sides will have lost their yeah. opening games you probably would have been quite surprised yeah I was I mean I've, I've said I looked at Motherwell's squad and I thought it was a strong squad I thought um, Stephen Robinson you know recruited well in the summer uh, and amongst the players they had and the return obviously of David Turnbull in a more regular basis and fully fit now I definitely thought uh, you know they would start the season better but for one reason or another, haven't quite clicked, and particularly I think in the final third. I know they've got a couple of new players and they're just trying to bed them in. But uh, yeah, tonight's uh, as early as it is, it's still an important match, you know, to try and get those points on the board. And that just gives you that little bit of confidence and exactly what um, both sets of teams, uh, both sets of players are looking for. Yeah, um, you know, Motherwell. I thought come on to a game against Ross County last Monday night on the on the telly. Uh, Gordon Ross County started well, but Motherwell shouldn't have lost that game. They should have had at least a point. And I agree with with, with the personnel that they have. 
Um, I am surprised I've lost the opening two games. And for Livy, who's what? I like a coup on a Saturday, but I would never back against Liggy. It's just a team I just wouldn't touch to. I wouldn't pick uh, to lose again, regardless um, of who they were playing. But you'll find that, and it maybe just so happens that the, the run's coming to start the season, but you know, out with Celtic and Rangers, you know, probably Aberdeen and like Motherwell last season, most teams at some stage of the season will go five, six, seven games in the trot, mm-hmm. where they might just pick up a couple of draws. And that's just what happens for different reasons, yeah. injury suspensions, whatever it may be. So they'll be hoping that the run comes early. Something they'll need to give... Um, tonight And obviously I'd, I'd never bat against Livingston But I do fancy Mullen <laughs> Do you, do you <laughs> think Livingston will be impacted If uh, if you know If it On their whole season If they sell Lyndon Dykes Obviously there was talk <sighs> That it was offered mm. A million pounds plus So if they get the right offer And he goes Because they're, they're unlikely To try and attract Even if they did get yeah. money You know If if, yeah. if Gary Holt got them Got some money it's very difficult to attract a proven goal scorer. Yeah. You know, so that that you think that would major impact on the season. I think it would. Uh, I think it would. I mean, it's great money. It'll give them stability for, mm. for you know, at least a season, if not two. Um, and it's it's all about the recruitment and, and who they get they get in. Might go mm. and try and get a loan player from somewhere. Um, tough. But yeah, losing Lyndon Dykes, I think that move's going to happen eventually. Whether it's to Barnsley. Mm. Uh, or elsewhere The player got a bump up In his wages Livingston got some great money For a guy that they got In a free yeah. 16 months ago So it's happy days For everyone yeah. uh, Jim every manager Wants options They want as, as many options As possible Can it sometimes Though take you a while Then to, to sort of figure out What the best combination is And you're looking at that Attack for Motherwell um, Chris Long brought back to the club mm-hmm. So he starts tonight I think it's the first start in the league For Jordan White Who they mm-hmm. got from Inverness yeah. uh, Callum Lang They tried to throw him on To make an impact mm-hmm. He gets sent off And is suspended mm-hmm. Tony Watt has come on And played you know yeah. Almost was it, it was half time He yeah. came on at the weekend uh, Sedorf's in there Although on paper Like you mentioned mm-hmm. Stephen Robinson's got these options Can that, Does that maybe mean He's not quite figured out The best combination Yes, yeah, it's, it's all about balance And which suits your players I mean I think The first game I think David Turnbull Was playing kind of in the left A little bit It didn't seem to suit him It seemed a, a little bit Out of sorts there And he wants to be more central I think you know Breaking from there And, and, and supporting the strikers So for me Mother will always look better In the 4-3-3 That's what I always felt They're better with the two Wide PC guys that they had last year, whatever combination you had of them, but real pace mm. uh, and and through the middle was long as well was quick. So and I felt that that really suited them. Um, they, you know, and again, as I said to you, you know, Stevens obviously good players and he's got different options. But yeah, the, the preseason would probably have in a, in a normal preseason they might have had another couple of games. The Betfred Cup even in the last yeah, couple the of seasons. Yeah, the Cup as well to 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 get a better few guys in. And I think most managers kind of start. In your head, you think I'd like to play whatever system. So let's just call it four three three, and you bring those players in a- accordingly. But then sometimes once they get, you think, nah, that's no suiting those players, and then you have to be yeah. sharp enough and, and and brave enough to change it. So that might be the case now for Motherwell. I'm just thinking, this is the first season in living memory you've not faced Motherwell in, in the Betfred Cup because yeah. you did it at Morton, I think yeah. you did it at Dumbarton yeah. as well. So there we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's take a call from David, who is a Rangers fan in Paisley. Good to speak to you, David. What's on your mind tonight? Good evening, panel. Um, just obviously, before I, I, I go into my main two points that I want to make, I actually waited till tonight to come on to actually speak to Mark. And obviously, it's a bonus at Jim's there being a football manager because I do believe that there's, without being disrespectful, I do believe that there's other panellists on, on the show that are not very consistent with their opinions. And I believe Mark calls it the way it is. Don't always agree with him, but that's why I waited to come on tonight. Um, the first point is probably directed more to Jim where I'm being a football manager. You mentioned earlier on, Jim, about the fact that 
when you give players the day off, etc., it's based on trust, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. I get that, and the employment I'm in is is, is the same mm-hmm. same scenario. However, during this pandemic and the way the world, shall we say, is, mm-hmm. you're not going to tell me that a club of Celtic size, whether it's Rangers, Celtic, Liverpool, Man United, whoever, a club of Celtic size couldn't have somebody in place, and from when the players get their day off. They still report in whether it be through an email, a phone call or a text message of what their plans are for that day on their day off, bearing in mind that according to Neil Lennon, they've been warned that they shouldn't believe in Glasgow. You're not going to tell me that a club couldn't do that, Jim. Why why would a club do that? So you're saying that you should be, in your day off, you should be text contacted by the club to see where you are, to check up on you? To see, well, to see what, if, what I'm if, saying if is, are you yeah. home? Are you, are you having a dinner with your, with your, you know, no, 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 no. What I'm to be? saying is, what I'm saying is, what, what is your plans? You know, what is your general plans? Are you, are you maybe going out for dinner or something like? That? Just, just the fact on the basis that they've been told they've not to leave Glasgow. Now, again, I'm, I'm going to say, it, nobody is going to tell me. That nobody at Celtic knew that Bolingoli wasn't in Spain. I just don't believe. I don't buy that for one minute. Just out of curiosity, David, say say Bolingoli does get that text. Then do you think he replies and says I'm going to Spain, or do you think he, he tries to kid everybody on? Well, if he tries to kid everybody on, then the club are blameless. Then, aren't but that's they? what he's that's what he's done essentially, is it not? Anyway, well, well, I, I'm I wouldn't be so sure about that because there seems to be a hell of a lot going around social media today that Celtic <laughs> sure football club did did know. About the scenario Now we all know What like social media is You can t- take it With a pinch of salt But what I'm trying to say Is that I just genuinely believe During this pandemic Clubs should still Be reporting in Of what their actions Are going to be For that particular day Even on their day off I don't see that As being Too over unreasonable. the top Yeah I mean listen A lot of people Are having to do things That are a bit uncomfortable Jim so on the face of it yeah. Would it harm? But again, I think. Yeah, I think I think your your civil liberties will be would be one thing that some people would be would question. You know, you can't. You're you're an employee. You're the same as any other business. It doesn't matter what you do. You're in here, Gordon. You're employed here. You know, the, the owners don't check up on you when you have a day off. You know, and if <laughs> they did, don't. if they contact you, say, "But we want to know what you're doing in your day off." You would tell them where to go. Mm. <laughs> it's your day off. So the players had a day off or a couple of days off. They're t- they're totally entitled today to do what they what they want to do within the rules and regulations. What Bolingoli did was out with that. So he broke the rules and therefore he has brought this punishment upon Celtic and you know put himself in a situation where you know he, he may he may well have played his last game for the club. So. Bolingoli's done that on his own That's not Celtic's doing I know what David's trying to suggest That if you're a, a player I'm surprised, don't get me wrong I'm surprised that Bolingoli could have left the country As a footballer with a, I mean, let's be honest Bolingoli's not the most common name So if he's passport He's at the, uh, the, um, in the passport office He goes, he flies out, he flies back that no one noticed him or no one mentioned it. Well, well, but it's not up to Celtic. To, I'm not 100 percent sure how the son got the story, yeah. but could we maybe assume that, that somebody did notice him? And that's yeah, the point. Yeah, but after it, what I'm saying, but, but coming back into the country, no one's notified um, Celtic that this this player's been out the, out the country. So yeah. you know, I, I'm I'm surprised that he wasn't. But 
as I said before, you know, lots of other people are, are getting on with their lives on their business. And maybe maybe it just it just happened. I don't think there's anything untoward about it. And the government have, have, have dealt with it. They, they have come in and mm. get involved in it, even whether you think that's right or wrong is immaterial. They have made a strong, bold statement this cannot yeah. happen again uh, I was just thinking Because Jason Leach Was on the show last night David And he was saying That he's actually happy um, With the approach That the football authorities Are taking And he's happy With the approach That clubs are taking Are you not buying that Then you don't think That that, that has been done I, I just genuinely believe Footballers It's, it's employment It's no different To any other employer uh, And I just I, I feel that Especially football clubs Because let's be honest it is, it's, a, it's a game In this country That Grabs the nation by the grip of the neck So, you know, I think you should be doing it a wee bit more However, I, I respect Jim's opinion Don't Might not necessarily agree fully with it But I respect it But if I can move on to Mark with my second Go opinion If that's alright Good evening Mark, nice to speak to you again Hi David Mark, you obviously mentioned earlier The same, same as Jim did You mentioned earlier about the fact that these mistakes have been made and sometimes we need to learn from mistakes, etc. And moving forward, there needs to be guidelines put in place of what's going to happen, etc. If this happens again. Yeah. For once, I'm actually going to have to disagree with you. I, I actually think, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a Rangers fan, because if it was Rangers, it would be the same across the board. Um, the SPFL have got to make a massive statement here. They've got to make a precedent here and set a precedent by basically turning around and saying, you know, whether it's points deduction or whatever, for both Celtic and Aberdeen because of this. If they don't, Mark, if they don't, then bearing in mind what happened over the last couple of months with Rangers and the SPFL and legal cases and this, that, and the next thing, say hypothetically Rangers lose the league by one point, and Rangers get, deduct, uh, get deducted six points for one of their players breaking the rules. Do you not think Rangers would then have a case to go to court if Celtic didn't get deducted for what they've done here? I well, think they need to make a bold statement here, Mark. Well, I, I don't. I, I I agree with you moving forward, but but not retrospectively. No, but I think from now, and I think every minute is critical for the footballing authorities in our country. And like I said, David. Uh, plans were put in place At 48 hours notice To call the league early And therefore for me There should be plans put in place Before the games start this weekend mm. As to what is going to happen Under specific scenarios between now and Because if they don't Just example you're saying Things are going to arise I don't think I think there will be more incidents Unfortunately We're talking about 12 full time clubs In our top flight When average of 20 players per squad That's 240 players Are they going to go Without somebody stepping out of line Over the next 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 weeks I hope I hope I hope nobody steps out of line But I think that's a huge ask But it's up to the authorities To put a plan in place But I'll reiterate I'm not retrospective action But we've had two warnings The Scottish Government have stepped in don't call Nicola Sturgeon's bluff I wouldn't do that But it's up to our authorities to take control And put a plan in place Put forward some motions Vote on it with the 42 clubs And take it from there How would it work David retrospectively Is it is it only Aberdeen and Celtic that get punished Because you know they're the ones that have had the games off Obviously uh, What about you Because know, Jason Leach talks about this line in the sand My Twitter inbox for instance David Last night is lighting up with pictures Of players from Loads of other teams Out with Aberdeen And out with Celtic Saying 
Look You better call this out This is so and so At a birthday party At the weekend Or you But this is this guy This is this team In pubs Where where would we draw the line That's not me saying That you're wrong I just wonder how we would k- Cut through all that stuff If we were to do it retrospective I, I, to- I totally get that I totally get that And there will be Loads of other players And, and there has been Probably other players Who's done that But the bottom line is These incidents Rightly or wrongly Might have took place Before the season started The season has now commenced The season has now Mm. commenced And after the first game of the season I'm talking about pictures That are claiming to be from the weekend though Aye, right, okay, that's fair enough If that's the case then The the other clubs must be punished Retrospectfully as well But what I'm saying is Since the season has commenced Any case that's that's came up Of players Breaking the rules, regulations, whatever you want to say, the SPFL have got to make a massive statement. They've got to set a precedent here because if they don't, if they, hypothetically, if they don't punish Aberdeen and they don't punish Celtic, and Celtic go on and win the league with one point, and as I said, I sound to repeat myself, yep. and Rangers get deducted six points, well, you're talking about going to courts of law and court arbitration of sport and whatever. They need to make a case now and get get the rules, yeah. regulations, laws, whatever. Get them in now. Now I, I'm going. To, I just want to ask Mark one. Uh, one yeah, I'll tell you what, David. You know what? Hang on the line. It is, a, it is a good discussion. I am the latest I've ever been for this break, and producer Dan has, has given me all sorts of looks through the glass. But hang on, I don't want to just cut you off. So we'll, we'll speak to David and Paisley next. Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141-951-1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Weedy and Jim Duffy in the studio Three big games tonight Just before the break we were speaking to David and Paisley He had one more question to ask Mark Weedy uh, Take it away David Hi Mark, obviously we can slightly disagree on that last point that, that, that I made there So I'm asking you as a professional journalist Obviously Professional football journalist What what sort of punishment Would you hand out to Aberdeen And Celtic regarding this? I, no I'm, I'm saying no punishment At the no moment I think, I think, Well I think they've been punished with their, with their games being postponed I think that's a punishment Moving forward As from Let's say I, I would just say Let's say Tomorrow morning Onwards I, w- I would put in place Points deductions That's what I would put in place was found at the weekend to be going out, Rangers get deducted points, but Celtic and Aberdeen don't. How how can that be fair? Sorry, say that again. You cut off. So the if, first a point. Player, if a Rangers player, if a Rangers player goes out tonight or out, goes out at the weekend after the Livingston game and gets caught somewhere he shouldn't be and is breaking the rules and regulations, and we get six points or whatever deducted, and Celtic and Aberdeen get away with it, you think that's fair? Because yes, because if you put a plan in place now. David, because unless I'm mistaken, I don't know if you've Gordon get the SPFL handbook in front of me, there's nothing there to say about points deduction. But what I'm saying now, I think Scottish football needs to take control of its own affairs. With the greatest of respect, we don't want government intervention. But if you put strength, because what I'm saying is, moving forward, is a three grand fine or a ten grand fine really going to hurt? No, when you're jeopardising the whole of Scottish football and public health. So if I'm saying ask from tomorrow morning Or whatever it is You've got two days to put a plan in place Govern your own affairs Put a plan in place Get the clubs to vote on it And then it's clear Now it might not be a points deduction They might not, they might not get enough votes for that But put something in place It's better than doing nothing Because at the moment I don't think there's enough Going on to put A proper And a, a real serious message out there From our footballing authorities To the players 
You can't do this It is not acceptable But I don't think you can punish Players and football clubs uh, By saying Oh that's it There's a points deduction When there's nothing in place For a points deduction It's a bit but like moving forward I think it, you can David It's a little bit like The old argument How many times have we had it In the show about strict liability With regards to To fan behaviour if a club And again The other difficulty we've got Is let, let's let's not shy away from it This is Glasgow And this is about Celtic and Rangers And this is about 10 in a row Because we can never separate that We can't do it But if a unnamed club Is found to have been taking All the relevant protocols And have been doing everything they can Is that different from When an investigation is launched And they find You know actually That happened because the club Messed up The club didn't have the right protocols in place Is is that not the situation Where a, a points deduction Or call it what you want Would be more suitable I just think Again Because the government Don't normally get involved When it comes to football You know And I, I'm, again We understand it's unprecedented We use this word Time and time again I don't think They should have been involved In, in this particular situation I think that the clubs Should have been should I mean, In the SPFL as, as, as Mark said Leadership Should have been saying Right Did you follow the protocols and if, 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 for instance, let's just use the ball and golly one uh, as an example, he came back in, all your players have to isolate for 14 days or 70, whatever the ruling is. And then, whatever you've got left, so all of those players that, on, that, that were in contact mm. within that, has to, they can't play. And now if you've got reserves, young boys, whatever, if you want to play, fine. If you don't, then you forfeit the game. Yeah, but, but I don't, the other I, thing I don't, I don't, really, I don't have an issue with that. The other thing with that is, what you've got to remember, there's two teams to make a game. So if one club mm. or a player steps out of line and he says like likes what happened with Celtic, yeah, well, it punishes St Mirren or Hamilton Mirren yeah. because yeah. they're going to have they're going to have a fixture mm-hmm. congestion. Yeah. So why should they be punished? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. It's got there's mm-hmm. got to be yeah. something to use the word. Mm-hmm. There's got to be something unprecedented because the fixture list can't allow for a backlog. If if we got if we got a real bad winter, we're in trouble. Yeah, real trouble. The game's in trouble. So put a deterrent out there that actually says, whoa, wait a minute. I, I can't do that I absolutely can't do that Otherwise Points deduction Which could mean We get relegated We miss out in Europe Or it costs mm. us a league title But I think what Jim's saying though, Would a points deduction Not be better In the instance That you are unable To fulfil your fixture We're in a bit of a, a, a Weird place at the moment We're You know Until the Scottish Government Took that action Aberdeen were going to play As far as we're aware Aberdeen were playing Without those eight players yeah. If you As a Livingston player Go out Do something reckless You come back And infect your team To the extent Where you are Therefore unable To fulfil the fixture Is that the situation Where a points deduction Would really fit or, or, or it's a failure To fulfil the fixture again, So you can't play For the points Again it had been the rules You need to get, get The rules So are you allowed To If you if you have to All self-isolate If there's been contact With the squad Yeah then you, you couldn't Fulfil the fixture you fulfill, So yeah You need to make that Clear in the rule And that's what I'm saying Gordon We need to put mm-hmm. things In place At the moment Football isn't doing enough for me. We need to get a plan in place. And let us say, we made one of the biggest decisions in the history of Scottish football four months ago, and we gave our clubs two days to make that decision. That set a precedent. David, as you can tell, you've stirred up quite the debate. Thank you very much for getting in touch tonight from Paisley. What it also means is this is the latest by a mile anyone's ever got the, f- the full time teaser. So you two are, you're out of time nearly already. Um, the question we're looking at tonight, thank you to John for sending it. Six outfield players since 1990 have made over 40 appearances for Celtic but never scored. It's a tough one, isn't it? Anton Rogan? Nope. So what I'll tell you is uh, the, the, Although it's since 1990 We're a bit on from I mean, There's a few this century And a couple sort of mid-90s 
You'll have to go way back to the start of that So six outfield players since 1990 Over 40 appearances for Celtic but never scored oh, I'm toiling. What was the? I'm toiling. What was the boy came for loads of money? Liam Brady. Stuart Slater. No, 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 no. No, we're kind of. I think a lot of them. A lot of them are later. You know, some are. He was ninety two, ninety three. Yes. Well, they're all later than that, though. They're all after that. So what you going? Lou McCarry's time onwards. I mean, ninety five. Tommy Burns first time. What? One of them has a hundred and thirty nine appearances, and has never scored. Yeah. So. Ninety four to ninety nine. He was at the club. So that's Lou McCarry and Tommy Burns. Jim, I'm sure you'll, you you both know this name yeah, uh, un, undoubtedly. So, yeah, it's right saying that, but there's hundreds of players that have played. <laughs> that's the in challenge. The last thirty years, trying to, you're trying to get through. I've, I've, I've given you, what, you a five-year window. I, I don't think it's right, but I'll, I'll throw him in. Tosh McKinley. Yes. Ah, Tosh. There you go. Yeah. And just like that, you've only got five to get. Let's speak to Stevie, who's a Celtic fan on the line. Hi, Stevie. Hi. I'm listening. I've got to laugh at the Rangers fan. The day I think Ask him Is he going to phone his boss On Saturday and Sunday And tell him where he is What's all that about? Well I think he just wants Some sort of accountability By the sounds of it I take it you're not buying it Dave, uh, Stevie Listen Seeing your day off See if you want to walk about Buck naked in your living room Singing off for music It's nobody's business It's your day off That's what the day off's about Whatever floats your boat Stevie You know I don't You know I'm just making an example No for me but The thing is Let's try something new. Instead of trying to get null and void, instead of trying to get points deductions, why don't we try something that's been gone for 100 years? Why not just try and win more games than your opponents and date on the pitch? Instead of looking for all sorts of other things to stop Celtic being turned well, right? here, Here's, the, th- here's the thing, Stevie. This is one of these debates, though, right? And this is where I almost have to kind of try and referee it. You will accuse the previous caller of only doing it to try and take points off Celtic Now you can't prove that that is the case And I can't prove that it isn't the case So we, we end up okay. we end up just going round in circles okay. Why don't we give them the benefit of the doubt And appreciate that we are talking about The ball and golly situation The Aberdeen players And what we do going forward What would you do then? What would you do to try and, and make sure this doesn't happen again? What is a suitable punishment? Well first of all Ball and goalie should be sacked Should never put on a Celtic jersey again That's the first thing I'm amazed he's not been sacked already Right? If this was me or you at work and we done this, you'd be up to HR or personnel and you'd be asked to explain yourself shortly before you were asked to clear out your locker. That's the first thing. He should be gone. Celtic made a statement and get him away. That's the first thing. Second thing, they now, this will not be the last incident to this, so they now have to put in place some sort of rule to say, this is what's going to happen if this happens again and everybody's got to agree to it. That's, that's whatever that rule is. They have to run that by the clubs and they have to agree to that. But it's didn't stop and budge trying to change the rules for other thing, but that's a whole different conversation. So that's what has to happen. There has to be uniformity. It has to be the same for everybody. Mm-hmm. Are you going to tell me that we're going to go through this season and this isn't going to happen again? Yeah, I mean, I think, Stevie, you know, Mark, you know, stayed earlier on, that, you know, there's hundreds of, of, of footballers um, and, you know, one might just step out of line or, you know, for whatever, either deliberately or naively, um, whatever ever reason so you know there has to be um, protocols put in place that everyone knows from day one is exactly where it was going to be and I think as I said they should have been there because there was every conceivable chance that something would have happened anyway so I think I think you know uh, that you know the, the the doors you know the horses bolted so to speak a little bit but I do think that uh, we should be you know we're, we're, we're governing bodies SPFL and SFA have to now put things in place that we know exactly so whether 
this happens again. The, the, the argument that David has, if it's retrospective or if something happens to another mm-hmm. club further down the line, it's maybe a bit unfair because Celtic and Aberdeen have technically got away with it. And, and, and I get that to a certain extent. I'm not one for for punishing whole football clubs because of individuals. Because, listen, I've been at... I know it's a totally different circumstance, but I've been in many, many times as a player, as a manager, where you say to players in pre-season, right, you can get a couple of beers to midnight. Don't come in at midnight, you're fined. You'll guarantee there's always a couple of guys come in whatever time, mm. half past 12, one o'clock in the morning, even though they know they're going to get fined, even though they know it's going to be expensive for them, they'll still do it. They're young I don't know, you know, they, they, they get themselves caught up in things. So, this is this. I, I agree with you. I, think, I don't think this will be the last incident, but I also don't think that every single club should be punished. If the clubs put everything in their power in place, but an individual steps out of line, I don't think the whole club should be punished. Stevie and Strathplane, thank you very much. I'm sure we'll speak to you soon. Right, what about that teaser anymore? Mm. It, was, it is a tough question, isn't it? Rico Anoni? Yes. Oof. 50 appearances, no goals. It can't be that tough. You've got two of six already. Aye. What's what's the what's the kind of nearest one? What's the most recent one? Mm, right, you've got you, that's both from the nineties, so they're all right. they're all after that. Um, so yeah, there's a couple from the early noughties and then a couple from the kind of the, the the turn of that decade. You know, nine, ten, eleven, around that. Somebody, somebody like Steve Guppy. What a shout that is Yeah Absolutely flying Steve Guppy 47 You're halfway there Three down three to get uh, Proper frame displays Says Peter Grant Paul Tail For Tom Boyd Any of them correct Gordon? No That uh, is the answer Three more to get uh, Let's go back to Ibrox Because usually at this time In a match day You put up the, 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 the fader And the music's going And the crowd And the team's coming out of the tunnel I can't promise you that But we do have a football game Andrew McLean yeah, one thing I was listening to there was the stadium announcer reading out the teams in a very excited fashion. I have absolutely no idea whose benefit that is for because the only people in the stadium are the players, the staff that picked those players, the ground staff and all of uh, us in the media who have team sheets in front of us. But uh, good enthusiasm for them anyway. But of course Rangers looking to build on their two opening league wins as we talked about earlier and build towards what could potentially be an 11-point lead before Celtic next kick-off, which is a week on Saturday in an evening kick-off against Dundee United. Three winnable games, you'd say, for Rangers, but none they can take for granted. St Johnson have had only one game under their belt this season, but they battled well to get a one-all draw when they were playing with ten men for most of that game. Stephen Gerrard was talking before this game about the fluidity of his forward players and how they hope to break teams down when they come and sit in at Ibrox. So it'll be interesting to see how Callum Davidson lines up. First time we've seen a Callum Davidson team away at an Ibrox or a Celtic Park. But, um, so it'll be interesting to see whether they, they park the bus or they have a goal. Just a recap of the team news as well before the teams come out for Rangers. No changes from that win against St Mirren. It's John McLaughlin in goal. That's a back four of James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, Leon Balogun and Borna Barisic. Ryan Jack and Glenn Kamara in behind Yanis Hadji, Joe Aribo and Ryan Kent. The lone striker is Alfredo Morelos. The substitutes Firth, Bassey, Hellander, Patterson, Arfield, Davis, Barker, Etten and Roof. As for St Johnson, who are making their way onto the pitch at the moment in their yellow and blue kit. It's Elliot Parrish in goal. Jason Kerr, Liam Gordon, Jamie McCart, the back three. Dan McNamara, Ali McCann, Liam Craig and Callum Booth, the midfield four with Craig Conway, Callum Hendry and David Wallerspoon, the forward line. The substitutes Sinclair, Duffy, Tanzer, Aloafi. Rooney, Robertson and Ballantyne The referee here as the Rangers team Make their way out in the glorious sunshine at Ibrox Is Ewan Anderson Kick off and the answers to the teaser hopefully We'll get them next 
Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy are here We've got three big games kicking off as we speak Rangers at home to St Johnson Now remember, uh, Rangers with the chance to try And um, pull away if you like From Celtic Well, they can't play at the moment Of course the chance is there for other teams as well But this is Glasgow and that's the way it operates Ross County, Comarnock and Motherwell Livy The other fixture as well Right, we've got Six outfield players Since 1990 Who've made over 40 appearances for Celtic But never scored That's the question tonight And I'm going to just shout this out every night Because we need as many as possible If you've got a question And you want me to put it to the guys Please do email me Fulltime at Clyde1.com So tonight Six outfield players since 1990 40 appearances or more for Celtic But no goals You've got Tosh McKinley Enrico Anoni Steve Guppy Landry and Guemo your shouts are getting better and better Landry and Gwemo 43 appearances Yep The only one I can think of is Larson Or Larson The centre back Yeah 56 right. Well done 57 appearances You've made light work of this Considering you thought it was difficult t- Stephen Craney No You've got one more to get So we'll Build up a bit of suspense We'll try and get it Good towards position Central defence Central defence Yeah uh, Right we've, you've, got, you've got a few minutes Let's speak right. to Mark who is a Rangers fan from Moss Park? Hi, Mark. Hi. Hi, how are you? Are you well? Yes, I not too bad. How yourselves? Yeah, not bad. What's yeah. on your mind? Um, the SPFL already used retrospective punishment to punish players. So how can they not use retrospective punishment to punish clubs during this time when we're trying to get the game up and running? Uh, just to be pedantic, it's the Scottish FA that dish those out. But I know what you mean. Uh, that's just me splitting hairs. Hi. Well, this the FA. Why can they not do it? This jeopardises Sky deals, sponsorship deals, everything else. So why not say, no, we're hammering you? Because you're putting livelihoods of everybody yeah. at jeopardy. Uh, and if you can't control your players, who you're paying a large amount of money. What you're saying about that is, there is a mechanism in place, it is in the rules, that there can be retrospective action to players. Things can be assessed on a Monday morning. Um, you know, things can be revisited. Yeah. There's nothing in place just now that says, mm-hmm. yeah, just deduct them points. But I think something like that can be put in place, and I'll say it again from here on in or from Monday morning or whatever, but something has to be done. We can't sit back and do nothing. Because you're right as well. I mean, Sky Sports must be mightily hacked yeah. off. I mean, there you are, the opening day of the season, I was sitting watching it in the house, Aberdeen. Rangers and there you've got Chris Boyd, Ali McCoyst and Dan Fletcher. Brilliant lineup talking about the month of August is a chance to showcase Scottish football. Show what we're all about. We've got Sky Sports to ourselves. There's no English football. Da 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 And then two out of the first four broadcasts have had to be taken off air, not been allowed to, to take place. I think and I think it's overused that it's an embarrassment. I think that is an embarrassment yeah. to Scottish football. It really is. Mark, I'll be honest. I think I think we are comparing apples and oranges. But but since you brought it up, I don't mind. We'll go down that route. You you talk about retrospective punishment. Now, let, let's go through this. If a player does something and the referee misses it, who gets punished retrospectively? The player or the club? The player. Right. So so but 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 in this instance, and you're the one that made the comparison. Remember, you want the club to be retrospectively punished. For something the player did. I want the club to be retrospective punished um, for something the player did. Right. Yes, but that's not. So you can't really make that comparison, then, can you? 
No, you can. They're saying, well, wait a minute, you have to control your employees. We've put strict guidelines in. Yeah, but again, by your comparison, if a player elbows another player in the face and the referee misses it, you could come back and say, you can't control your player, so the club gets the punishment, but they don't, the individual player gets it. If a player goes to Spain and the club misses it, yeah, but if, but, the, if the club put but, the, all the protocols in place, Mark, if, if they've done everything in their power and a player breaks the rules, that's the reason why I don't think. I mean, it's like any any job, I meaning whatever you work at, you know, if you if someone, you know, if you work in an office but somebody at the other end of the office breaks the rules, you shouldn't get punished because you happen to work there. It's not your fault. You've done everything right. You've maybe you've washed your hands. You've kept your social distance. You've done everything you can possibly can. Your bosses have done everything they possibly can, but some. Person decides to break the rules. Not everybody in that office should get punished. Same as, in my opinion, the same as a football club should not be punished because of the the ridiculous antics or decision of an individual. That individual should be punished, but not that, not the club for me. It has happened in our industries where one person has destroyed the full team, run about them, and brought it down. What do you mean? Like what? Mark, Liam Neeson brought in a bank No, Liam Neeson I, Was it Liam Neeson uh, The bank Fraud guy He brought in a full bank He punished a full company For his actions You <laughs> know what I mean? Nick, this is bringing, this is, this can't even Liam Neeson I thought it was a film <laughs> I thought it was a film Taking one or two Taking That's what I'm thinking It was Nick Leeson I think Alright I think um, Ewan McGregor played him in the movie Right, anyway Mark, but does does this not highlight the, the, the difficulty we've got? We're just in one of these mad situations Where we're likening it to You know, off the ball challenges for, for footballers And we're likening it to, to people bringing down banks it, You must at least acknowledge, Mark That that in itself means that it's pretty difficult To find a solution that's going to please everybody at this point There is, but well, you need to put something Sorry, you talk to Mark the caller On you go, Mark, sorry he could have infected his full team, he could have infected the full Kilmarnock team, but both of the teams got it. The SPL shut down. That's it, name me a football. The government, from, from what I'm told, the government were very, very close to just calling time in our game, indefinitely, at the start of the week when the, when the bully, bully goal and stuff came to, came to light. Very close to calling time on our game. Um, that's what I'm saying. We need to take control of it. We need to put Things in place um, For our clubs to go and vote on mm. We can't sit back and do nothing We can't allow What we have just now to stand Because we've moved into totally different times mm. It's 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 what is it, It's a new normal mm. It's a new normal where games can now be postponed By our government yeah. We need to put plans in place We can't The, the, the plans in place with it, But if it's a democratic vote We need to vote something through Which is different to what exists mm. just now Because what exists just now isn't up to date mm. With the current circumstances We're facing day to day And by the way In fairness to Mark Jim I, I was just trying to, to Sort of look at Some of the comparisons Celtic and Aberdeen Might be punished for this They might yeah. be punished Retrospectively mm. as a club They might be But let's be Let's be brutally honest Football fans mm. Don't really care What that punishment is Unless it's a points deduction Yeah but we've had this before With a variety of things Like chants and songs And racism And all sorts of things That you know People say they Punish the clubs you know, because of some some people in the stand. Again, for me, punish the perpetrators of crime. <laughs> no, the innocent parties. You know, if you if you're innocent, if you've done everything possibly right, so, why so, should you? So, do right? so on that scenario, mm-hmm. then, so mm-hmm. what you're saying? Because I think what gets overlooked mm-hmm. here as well is because, it, and I say, it's mm-hmm. only 
Hamilton that are mm-hmm. playing the night. Yeah. It's only St Mirren. It was only St Johnston. Mm-hmm. So with what you're saying there, then mm-hmm. what's the what would it not be fair then just to say if someone at a club steps out of line, mm-hmm. whether it's one player or mm-hmm. eight players, rather than not having fixture congestion, which might affect it, the, the club that's mm-hmm. not involved mm-hmm. with the games are postponed, just award them the game one 0 So like tonight, mm-hmm. St Mirren one yeah. 0 win. Hamilton, 1-0 win mm. St Johnston, 1-0 win What about when Celtic and Aberdeen are due to play each other this weekend? Well, yeah. you'd, you'd need to play that game, find a date and, and it's up to them because But then that's it. hugely inconsistent, is it not? Yeah So what do you do then? Both teams but Well, I don't know, I'm, I'm here to just pick well, holes in your plan I don't have one them both one. But what I'm yeah. saying is Part of the punishment for, for the clubs that are innocent Is fixture congestion, mm-hmm. possibly, at some point I completely get that But if you're mm. going to start mm. Awarding points to the team Who can't play the fixture But then two of those teams Play each other What do you do? Mm. You let them play the fixture At some when? stage So why not no, just let them play Yeah but then the somebody games? gets points You know so, so the, you know, Somebody gets points Where the other teams don't Listen there's not Exactly what you said it's not, There's not a perfect scenario Just now I do agree That we have to put things in place And I think that's the, the most important thing we are out of time, I must say But we do still have just a couple of seconds for you To get the answer to this teaser uh, Six outfield players since 1990 Have made over 40 appearances for Celtic But never scored Tosh McKinley, Ulrich Larson, Enrico Anoni, Steve Guppy, Londry and Guemo He's a centre-back He played 76 times for Celtic between 2011 and 2013 What's Neil Lennon's time then, first time round? Uh, we... With Mialbi and Valhara. No, 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 no. Much, much later. Yeah, so, 2011 yeah. to 13. No, that's so, so he's in the he was in the Celtic team who famously shame, beat Barcelona that night. Oh, Kelvin Wilson. Yeah, yeah, Kelvin Wilson. Uh, no goals to tell you about in any of the three fixtures at the moment. Rangers against St Johnson is goalless, as is Motherwell Livy, as is Ross County Kilmarnock. But we're back tomorrow. We can look back on all of these fixtures and no doubt continue with the fallout from the cancelled games as well. It's Gordon DL and Roger Hanna tomorrow. Make sure you join us at six. Callum Gallagher is up next.